run the problems. I want you to follow me now. See, the problem is this. He needs it. But the problem is, he doesn't want to feel like he's raping his wife. Most men feel that way. They won't tell you. That's how they feel. They always got to be the one to initiate relationship. And most of the time, they reject it. You reject the man the first time, no problem. Reject the second time, he stops trying. Reject the third time, he's no longer interested in you. It's that serious. So he comes to bed, turns his back to you, watch TV for a while, goes to bed. And he's angry. Because he has to fight for something that is natural. Let me tell you something, listen to me carefully. It's like a, it's like a car, you see Brother Larry? It's like a car. Okay, your car, ladies, listen to me now. Your car needs what? Gasoline. Do you like gasoline? No. Do you drink gasoline? No. Is it good for you? No. But it's good for who? The car. And you want the car to what? Function. So, even though you don't like the gasoline, you got to give the car what it needs. Because you don't personally like it. Use your brains. Now, I'm going to tell you something about cars. If you come up to a gas station, you need gasoline, and the station is closed, what do you do? You go look for another station. Let me tell you all something. This is serious business. I want to admonish you women. Born again, full of the Holy Ghost. Put a sign on your station. Always open. <laughs> and put a little extra sign. Premium Octane. All the men say amen. amen. A man don't want to fight for this thing. I've talked to some men, I mean literally counsel hundreds of them, who say, you know, my wife and I were born again, we're deacons in the church, but boy, we, it, I'm having a tough time, Pastor. So why? I got to fight every time for sex. He said, I'm tired fighting, man. And right away I know the marriage is in danger. Initiated. You want a happy husband? Initiate intercourse with your husband. Set it up. I give you all my, my wife's secret. What my wife's secret? 24 years of wonderful bliss. She's a sharp woman, boy. My wife's smart. I give you a secret. You could ask about it later. My wife has this little thing she does. She, she bought a blue bulb. A little lamp with a blue bulb in the bedroom. Blue light special, right? On. <laughs> Go home, girl. Make your move. Make your move, girl. Make your move, Francine. And I'm coming home from a long day, traveling from Japan, wherever, high, tired, walking that room, and there's that blue light. Ooh, glory. Oh, energy comes back immediately. I began to speak in tongues for a while. Hey! 
it says a foolish woman tears her house down with her own town but a wise woman builds it up it's a joy to go home most men don't go home they go to another home what a tragedy okay man you had enough fun now is your time the number one need of a woman is completely opposite here it is it's affection the number one need of a woman is what affection very important a woman doesn't need sex as much as she needs affection and love affection is not love affection is not sex rather most men believe that when they are completed with their sexual experience, the woman is happy. It's not necessarily true. Matter of fact, many times, most women are angry after their husband climaxes. Because she's not fulfilled. Because her need, everybody say need? A woman doesn't want affection. She needs it. Just like a car needs gasoline, a female needs affection. Affection is not sex. <clears throat> Having sex with your wife is not an expression of affection. It's usually the results of it. Affection, let me define it for you. Affection is the application of effects to produce an effect. Again, affection is what? The application of an effect to produce an effect. In other words, to show affection, you got to apply something to the person. And it has an impact and affects them. So you, you give an effect. That's why a woman needs to be told every day by her husband, I love you. It's an effect. Every day. Ten times a day, you tell her, I love you. She needs that as affection. Affection is sending her flowers for no reason at all. Affection is holding hands with her in public, walking through the mall. That's an application of effect. Affection is telling her, Come sit near me again while we're driving. You did it when you were caught. What happened now? Affection is kissing in public in front of your old girlfriend. Come on, let's talk about it. It's affection. Affection is taking her for lunch for no reason. Any day of the week. Affection is taking it for lunch, and there ain't got to be no big lunch. Take it to McDonald's, buy one sandwich, cut it in half. That's affection. And you share the sandwich. Affection is on your way home, stomping on the side of the road, pull on the side, pick some bush, put them in a Coke bottle, and walk in the house and say, baby, I thought about you on the way home. Here. She'll keep that bush for 10 weeks. Come on, ladies, talk to me. 
That's affection. Affection is not expensive. It just takes thought. Now men, listen to me carefully. Do you drink gasoline? No. Does your car need gasoline? Yes. Do you take it to the gas station? Yes. Do you drink gasoline? But you drive to the gas station, don't you guys? Why? Because the car needs, and you need the car to function for who? You, so you take it where? To get what? Do you like gasoline? But why you take it there? Because the car needs it. See, you may say you're not affectionate. We ain't talking about you. You know what she needs. You don't feel like stopping to buy flowers. But you do it because that's what the car needs. Affection. Affection begins in the morning, guys. Rolling over in the bed, kissing her and saying, Honey, there are a million women in the world, but ain't none come near you. And you wake up. No sex, just kissing. You get out of bed, you run out of water for her in the tub. It's affection. Affection is putting the bubbles and thing in the tub for her. It's affection. While the water's running, you, you go in the kitchen, you make a little breakfast for her. That's affection. You bring it in the room before she gets up. Say, honey, for all the years you cook for me, this one's for you. That's affection. Hear them brothers, they're crying out now. Thank you. They feel so good. It's affection. They need that. Affection is soaping her back for her. Affection is drying her off out the tub. Affection is taking her to the car. Open the door for that wonderful woman. Let her in the car. That's affection. Affection is kissing her before she leaves for work or before you leave. Affection is calling her every 10 minutes. I just call to say I love you. Hang the phone up. You ain't got to talk long. Only takes three seconds. 11 o'clock, call her again. I just call to say how much I care. Hang the phone up. One o'clock, I just call to say I love you. Hang the phone up. Four o'clock, and I mean it from the bottom. A woman doesn't want that. She needs it. It's a need. She needs it. And that's why marriages don't work. Your station is closed and he ain't applying effects. Affection. Buy a card for no reason. Don't wait for birthdays. I write little notes to my wife. It's a habit I got for the last 20 years. I write notes, little notes. You are the most beautiful woman in the world. 
You are the most lovely blessing in my life. You are such a gift from God. You're the greatest wife. You're the wonderful mother of my children. Little notes. Just a little piece of paper. And I put it in her shoes. All of her shoes. Just put it in her shoes. So she'll go to pick up a shoe to wear. I'm not even home. And when she opens the box to put the shoe on, there's this note. And I'm in somewhere else, you know. She gets this note. She'll call me up. <laughs> you okay? She says, I got a note. <laughs> Wait till you come home. <laughs> I'll be right there, baby. I'll be right there. <laughs> Come on, give me a hand. That's good stuff, isn't it? That's good stuff, man. Learn it. Affection. 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 That's why the church has 50% divorces. The church. It's just as bad as the world. Why? They don't get this kind of teaching. In the church. The second need of a male is what? Say it loud. Well, you know you're in trouble on this one. Eh? Now, notice I said he needs this. What does this mean? God designed the male to be very aggressive. Why? It's found in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. God told the male to protect the garden. So God designed the male to be a protective spirit. Which means he has to be aggressive. Now, aggression is good. You need to be aggressive to protect things. That protective aggressiveness is supposed to be to defend the woman and the children. That's what a male has. That's why males are naturally competitive. They like to compete. It's the spirit of aggression. And it's very natural. And God understands it. That's why a male likes to get involved in recreational things. Now a woman doesn't understand this. A female loves rec I mean a male's love recreation. A woman does it, but a man needs it. There's a difference. A man needs recreation. So you need to study your husband's recreation. Study it. And it might not be something what you like. Remember the gasoline? You don't drink gasoline. But you want the car to function. So here's your husband. He likes recreation maybe in sports or maybe in music or maybe in reading or maybe in traveling, whatever. Whatever he likes, you gotta join in with him. That's important. He needs what? Recreational compact. He wants you to be with him in it. Now, this is I can't describe especially Christian women. They're too spooky. You wonder why most men will drop you off to church and then go to the ball game on Sunday. Study your, your husband's recreation and join him in it. If he likes to jog, go jogging with him. If he likes to work out, go to the gym with him. Work out. You begin to work out too. If he likes to read, you buy books, read when he reads. Or tell him read to you. I mean, whatever he likes to do. He likes music? Sit down, ask him about his music. Ask him about why he likes his thing. He'll talk to you. It's very interesting. When you join a man as recreation, he'll talk to you. Matter of fact, look at the second need of a, of a female. What is it? See, that's the problem. A woman needs a man to talk to her. The problem is, she wouldn't put herself in position for the man to talk. 
My wife is so sharp, man. I keep talking because she's a, she's a smart woman. That's why she got a good husband. My wife knows I love to jog. Early in the morning, I go jogging, man. Along the beach, jogging. Keep a shit. I leave my wife. My wife figured, my wife said, wait a minute. So she bought all of her gear and she jogged with me for years. And while we jogging, she's smart. We jogging, ain't nowhere to go, nothing to do, so we talking. And she gets her conversation, I get my companionship. She gets her conversation, I get my companionship. I meet in her knees, she meet in her knees. And by the time for the jogging for half or 20 minutes or whatever, 30, 30 minutes or an hour, we done talk for everything for the day. Average Christian woman, you still watching this dumb game? You got this big man running after this little ball, killing themselves. You wait, this ain't spiritual. You need to pray. That's why you're divorced. That's why you're divorced. You didn't understand his need for that. If you're smart, what you'll do is sit with him and say, Now, honey, I don't understand what they're doing. Why does he run there and stop there and do that? And he'll start talking to you. Average woman, I need to see you now. Turn this game off now. I want to see you now. Leave your need and come to me. So he leaves, but he's angry. Third deal of a man is what? Well, oh Jesus. Now, let me explain this. Remember now, this is because of research and biblical principles. The male was designed by God to be motivated by his eyes. A woman is motivated by her ear. About this Proverbs 31 woman. Now my wife and I are going to be writing a book next year. Both of us write this book. The book will be titled, The Proverbs 31 Man. You need to study that man. That is also about that man. And to study that woman, she understood that man. It says that she dressed in tapestry. Fine. You know, I mean, she, was, she, she knows how to put herself together. He was proud to sit in the gate of judgment. In other words, he went to work bragging and said, that's my wife, man. Look at that woman. Woo, that's my wife. He was proud to take her out in the public. Some men hide their wives. Stay home, baby. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Pray at home. A man needs an attractive wife. So he can present her to himself. So ladies, it's not for pressure. If you know that he needs that, then supply that need. Look good all the time. If you wear rollers in your hair, let your rollers look dignified. I'm serious about this. I've seen women, man, God have mercy. They go out to, you know, go to the store. 
slippers, dirty clothes, hand rollers, press it off. They don't even walk with dignity, you know? Fella comes home from a hard day's work, wife opens the door, and he... A frying pan in the hand, knife in one, grease all over her hair. Welcome home, baby. Attractive wife. You know what the Bible says. Listen, you know, you know what the Bible says. Uh, are we okay? Is everybody okay? Can I go a little bit long? A little bit longer? Okay. Listen, watch this. In the book of Genesis, very interesting. It says about a woman and a man. It says, For this cause should a man leave his mother and father and cling to his wife. Now, the word cling there, when I studied it, it blessed me. The word cling is the Hebrew word which means to chase after. Now, this is very interesting. The Bible says, For this cause should a man leave his mother and father and chase after after his wife now it says chase your wife now normally you chase the woman you want to marry don't you guys you chase her and when you catch her you stop running why she stopped that's the problem she's aggressive before you got married she always smelled good before you got married she's one of the best that's why you wanted to be around her you couldn't be without her you chased her and then when you caught her she stopped Doing what made you chase her. My wife is a smart woman. I'm going to talk about mine. I, I, I know mine, so I talk about mine all the time. My wife looks better now than before we got married. I mean, there ain't no hope for me. I wake up, I want to chase her. I chase her around the house all the time. Come here, girl. You're supposed to look better after you get married. Fix yourself better after you get married. Look better, dress better, smell better. I mean, make, he, make him look at no one but you. But most women, Charlie done got him. What are you going to go diet for? I already got him. What I got to go do with all the stuff? Just as I have. <laughs> and you're wondering why the guy is coming home late. Because the view is not too interesting. mercy what is a woman's third need she needs this honesty and openness what does she need honesty men listen carefully women don't want this they need this it's fuel if you want a woman to function for you be honest with her all the time and be open tell her everything that you need to tell her and don't ever tell any other woman something you didn't tell your wife that's a heavy advice 
No woman should know anything more than what you know. Be open with your wife. She needs it. A woman will glow when she feels she got your intimate secrets. Be honest with her. If you get a plan for business, tell, tell your wife. Don't tell about a woman. Be honest. A lot of women are living in marriages and they feel locked out. The husbands talk to everybody else except them. And they feel locked out. And they are malfunctioning. Hey, be honest with your wife. My wife and I have Thursdays that are belongs to us. Thursday belongs to us. In our marriage, Thursdays. Thursdays, we don't see nobody. We go on a date every Thursday. 24 years. Thursday, we talk. That's what we take. I give her all that's in my heart. All my plans for the future, everything I'm thinking about, some of the problems I'm going through, difficulties and challenges I'm going through. She gets to know this. Well, I gotta be honest and open with her. I know she needs that. Jesus is the man. The church is the woman, huh? You know what he says to the woman? Cast all your cares upon me. He says, What? I will keep no secrets from you. I've told you everything, he says. She needs that. Number four, a, woman, a man needs what? Domestic support means when he comes home, he don't want to start over again. With a busy day's work. Home's supposed to be a refuge for a man. A hiding place. A cave to hide in. A place where he can be away from the world that's so hard on him. He needs domestic support. Ladies, he doesn't want this. He needs it. That means you need to go home right now and study your home and see if it's a good place to come home to. How does it look physically? How does it feel psychologically? How does it look emotionally? Study your home. Is it a place where a man would love to stay and hide from the world? Most women make their house a war zone. <laughs> the guy works all day. I mean, all kind of stress on the job, on the dock, or you know, in, in, in the factory or whatever. He comes home, walks in. She goes, "Why are you late? Where you been? Why you smell like this?" Wait a minute, lady, calm down. I'm trying to get away from that. My boss was shouting at me all day. I want to find somewhere to hide for a while. What's she looking for? I didn't cook, cook your own food. Wow. I might as well just stop to a restaurant on the way home. There's no support here. Children running everywhere. Not safe to come home yet. Children still alive. <laughs> My wife is smart. My wife, when I come home, she knows I work hard. Not sometimes I work 16 hour days, easy for me. 16 hours, easy for me. I work double days, easy. When I come home, she tell the kids, uh, give your daddy some time. Y'all go watch TV, y'all go do your homework, maybe dad. She knows. 
She doesn't even bother me. What a place to go home to. House always looks nice. Always looks first class. Love to go home. Going home to me is a joy every day. I can't wait to go home. I just go straight home from work. Straight home. I love it. Why? It's safe to come to my wife's house. She makes it a joy to be home. You know what the Bible says? A woman who's like a dripping faucet makes her husband sleep on the roof. And the Bible says he sleeps on the roof because his wife is like a dripping faucet. How does a woman destroy a home, the Bible says? With her own town. You know what a man needs when he comes home? Support. You know, honey, you're the best husband any woman could have. I'm so glad you're my husband. Boy, that's a good place to be, eh? You know, honey, you don't pray every day, but I thank God for the times you do pray. God hears your prayer. You'd encourage him to pray. Instead of saying, you don't pray enough. See, that's the wrong thing to say. That's not encouragement. He knows you don't pray. You don't pray either. What are you talking about? Everybody say support. support. Say it loud, ladies. Support. Domestic support. When he runs away from the world, the home should be his hiding place. So you go home and think about it. What does she need? Big one. Financial support. Even if she's working. And let me explain how this works, okay? Here's how this works. In many cases, sometimes you find a woman makes more money than a man. That has nothing to do with who's the head of the home. He is the head by God's design. No problem with that. So, you must understand that a marriage and a family is like a business. A business operates on partnership. You and I are partners. We go into a business. We both both put in what? Equal shares. The shares go where? Into the general account. What happens to the, to, to the resources? The dis- resources then are distributed based on the priorities of the company. That's the way your home's supposed to run also. It doesn't matter who brings in more money. It all goes into the general account. And the man is responsible for setting the priorities based on God's instruction to be the head of that home. Now, here's what I mean then. So what do you mean by, by financial support? Your wife should never have to be under pressure to have to supply. It should be at her choice. A woman shouldn't have to have to work. Now she could, nothing wrong with that, but there shouldn't be that pressure. She's not designed for that by God. Secondly, there should always be in the family, now listen carefully brothers, this is very good advice, When you set up your accounts, there should be an account that is specifically for her only. That's wisdom. And you make deposits on that account. 
It ain't going to be a lot of money, but she knows that's hers. She can do what she wants to, buy, give her her own checkbook for that account. That's hers. And every month, you put something there for her. She needs that. She needs to know that there's financial support that she can control. Then secondly, you need to give her the financial resources to do what you are asking her to do. You're telling her to cook, then you got to make sure there's food there. You're telling her to clean the house, then make sure that there is some cleaning materials there. Whatever you're demanding, you must supply. <laughs> Brothers, you should see these women face from what I see right now. They're going, keep on going past that mile. Keep on going. Am I right, ladies? It's not who makes the money. It's how it is distributed. She needs financial support. A man needs what? Admiration and respect. A woman needs what? Family commitment. These are needs. Now, a man doesn't want respect. He needs it. I'm going to give you something to write down as we close. And I want you ladies to write this down in, in capital letters. Here it is. A man does not need love. Very important. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever say a woman should love a man. It doesn't exist in scripture. Because a man does not need love. Why? Because a man needs respect. Write that down. A man interprets respect as love. When a woman tells you she loves you, it doesn't mean anything to you. Think about it. But when she respects you, you know she loves you. Ephesians chapter 5 says this. Husband, love your wife. It tells a man to love the woman. Never tells a woman to love the man. But it does say, wives, respect your husband. Same chapter. Because God knows what he made. Okay, so the first problem you got right now, ladies, is what is respect? See, Rita Franklin had it wrong. That's why she still ain't married. All I need... She had it backward. Here's a little respect. Don't sing that song anymore. She had it backward. No, she needed love. <laughs> See, James Brown had it right. Respect your skin. Okay. Listen to me. How do you respect a man? Now here's, here's the secret. The word respect, ladies write this down. Come on, write it down. Respect means to speak highly of. Wow. Respect means 
to hold in high regard. Keep writing. Respect means to praise. The average man in this room gets zero praise. Zero. It's not funny. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Okay. Let me tell you what hurts a husband in this church. Here's what hurts a husband in this church. You respect Pastor Larry more than him. You are not married to your pastor. I know, and I'm not naive, I know it's tough to find something in him to praise. I know that. <laughs> but the Bible says to do it. Why? God knows how the car works. A lady came to me years ago. She's in our church now. Her husband, one of our, they are one of our deacons and elders. But when they first came, she was coming to church by herself for years. And I kept noticing she keep coming to church. Husband wouldn't come to church. I asked her one day. I said, "Where's your husband? He's home." I said, "Why don't I see him?" She said, "He never. He said he didn't believe in God. He never come to church. He said he ain't to church." I said, "Why?" He said, "And church is for pastors." That thing hit me hard. So, she was in, in prayer meeting. I went over to her. I wrote a note to her husband. We were just about to start prayer meeting. I wrote a note to her husband. I said, sir, I apologize for keeping your wife away from you. I'm sending your wife home. Because you are her priority. I signed it. I said, go home now. Go away from prayer meeting. Your husband is more important than prayer meeting. Go home. She said, Pastor, what are you doing? I said, you go home, give your husband this right now. She went home, gave note to her husband. Around Thursday, I got a phone call from her. She said, my husband is talking strange. I said, what happened? She said, her husband, for the whole week, kept saying, I don't understand that man. I don't understand that pastor. No pastor does this. No pastor sends people home. And so he was being confused all week. So next Sunday, he came to church. Sat way in the back. She was up front. And she was glowing, smiling, all through the service. I didn't know he was there. At the end of the service, I was shaking hands with all these people. And she came up. She said, I said, what's the problem? She said, he's here. I said, who is? My husband. He's in the back. I said, really? I said, tell him come and meet him. She says, he ain't going to come. I said, you tell him I want to meet him. Okay. She ran back. Went in the lobby where he was. Brought him in. He was dressed, you know, t-shirt. You know, just checking things out. And I walked down to meet him. We met halfway. 
I said, man, it's good to see you. Welcome. And he said, yes. Yeah. He said, he said, you all right, you know. You all right, man. I said, what do you mean I'm all right? He says, I like you. He said, man, you're all right. I said, what do you mean? He says, I've never seen a pastor send people home. I said, but that's your wife. She should be home to cook for you and take care of you. He said, that's what I mean. You see, I've been in many churches. My wife been in many. Me and I been in a church where the pastor saw me as being more important than him. Changed my life. I said, of course you are, man. She's married to you. She should respect you. He said, you know, I like this church. Next Sunday he was back, sitting halfway in the church. <laughs> Had on a shirt this time. Made an altar call, came up, gave his life to Jesus. Respect. Another lady came to me, Pastor Miles, that's it. I said, what happened? That's it. Divorce. I can't handle it no more. The man's crazy. I said, oh, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Sit down. I said, what happened? Caught him again, sleeping around. He doesn't come home. For the last six months, my husband been coming home 1, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes he comes home 4 a.m. Every night I can't take it. He's coming home. I don't know where he is. We're sleeping with And she's going on. I says, calm down. I said, your husband? been sleeping late out every night and he comes home. I said, yeah. I said, why don't you praise him? She said, what? <laughs> I said, the Bible says to respect your husband. He don't deserve no respect. That's a no good man sleeping with women saying on the night. I said, lady, the Bible says respect your husband. See, women, women don't understand. God knows everything. So she says, how can I respect him? I said, okay, if you follow my instructions, you'll be okay. She said, yes, pastor, whatever you say. I said, tell you what, I want you to go home to your husband. Go to bed tonight. When he comes in, I want you to wake up, go to him, and tell him, Thank you for coming home. She says, what? I said, see, you thought there was nothing to praise him for. I said, lady, I got women in this church whose husbands never come home. Jesus. At least this one comes home. Amen. I said, and that's enough to thank him for. Praise him. She said, I never thought about that. I says, why I'm the pastor and you're the member. <laughs> she went home, did exactly what I said. He came around three o'clock, she says. And she woke up, she went to him. She said, you know, I don't agree with everything you're doing, but I want to thank you. At least you come home to me and the children. Thank you for coming home. I appreciate you coming home. And she went to bed. Did it every night. Third night, the guy came home. 12 o'clock. 